Welcome to the Fiber for Breakfast podcast, a series that discusses fiber as the critical infrastructure for today's growing broadband needs. Listen in as Gary Bolton, CEO and President of the Fiber Broadband Association, speaks with industry thought leaders and experts about connectivity issues and the impact on the remote workplace. I hope you enjoy today's discussion, which will start momentarily. And remember to subscribe and like this podcast on your favorite platform. This week's Fiber for Breakfast brought to you by our platinum sponsor, Broadband.Money. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fiber Broadband Association's Fiber for Breakfast. We're now in our ninth episode of 2022. And as you can see, I got a little extra hardware here, a little kayaking accent um, off a little waterfall on um, Saturday. That's how I fractured my back, so I'm a a little bit... uh, harnessed up here. But um, before we kick off, you know, I'd like to thank our sponsors for Fiber Breakfast, including our pat- platinum sponsor, Broadband.Money, our gold sponsors, Stoner Tools, uh, Millennium, MyBundle.TV, and our silver sponsor, STL. You know, yesterday, NTI invited me along with some other DCA associations to meet with the state broadband office leaders as part of the State Broadband Leaders Network Summit. We had the opportunity to hear directly from the states on issues and challenges they face. For example, Rebecca Dilge, the Utah Broadband Center director said that states are getting pulled in separate directions when hearing um, cable versus wireless versus fixed broadband advocates speak. Um, You can imagine how frustrating that might be. Peggy Schaefer from Maine um, asked that service providers be honest in the data they provide to the FCC so that states can truly understand which residents are underserved and unserved. Uh, Jaron McClellan from Wisconsin was concerned on ongoing affordability. Eric Forsch from Idaho said that state broadband offices are in desperate need for best practices and they need more ISP engagement on the emergency broadband benefit and ACP programs. Kelly Workman from West Virginia expressed that states have the responsibility to address the needs that are unique to their state. Well, the good news is that the Fiber Broadband Association's Broadband Infrastructure Playbook is now complete and ready for distribution. This playbook that we've developed in conjunction with Mike Romano of NTCA and with Cartesian is designed to provide the state broadband offices with an easy to follow guide on setting up their broadband, state broadband office, the BEAD application, the grant program design, and grant program administration. Each section includes examples and best practices from the very best state broadband programs. We're going to be holding a webinar um, at noon Eastern on Friday, March 4th this week, to do a walkthrough on the playbook. So webinar registrants will get a copy of the playbook, and Jennifer has put the webinar um, registration information into the chat, and you can see it on your screen. We also announced our series of regional Fiber Connect workshops, beginning with Baton Rouge. We'll see beneath there on March 23rd. They, these will be one-day workshops to help communities prepare for fiber broadband infrastructure builds. And we hope to see you there. You can see that the information um, for registration is on the screen. And Jennifer is going to put the uh, regional uh, connect registration information into the chat. On the workforce development front, Debbie and Mark have been really busy, and FBA's fiber optic technician training is up and running. We did a soft launch with veterans last week, 
and our pilot, official pilot, will be kicking off in a couple of weeks with Wilson Community College. Currently, we're engaged with 23 states, and we plan to launch this valuable training in all 50 states and territories in an effort to make sure that we have qualified fiber optic technicians across our nation. Speaking of training, that brings us to the topic of this morning's Fiber for Breakfast session. We're gonna be discussing elevating the field technician, MetroNet's progressive training program. You know, last week we had a great session with my good friend, Chad Roof, on his efforts to roll out broadband in Montana. You know, now while I'm one of Chad's biggest fans, I am very concerned about redlining parts of Montana that are being relegated to LEO satellites from the Ardoff auction. This is the exact situation I feared when the FCC allowed Starlink to participate in Ardoff. Today, though, we're going to be speaking with Kyle Hamilton of Metronet on how they have overhauled their techno technician training program, going well and beyond the paradigm of where telecom technician skills have been to date. You know, Kyle Hamilton is the Vice President of Field Operations, and he is responsible for overseeing and managing all installation and repair operations, the Network Operations Center, the Operations Service Center, and the Utility Locating Function. Kyle has more than 16 years of leadership experience, having previously served over a decade leading field operations for companies like Insight, Time Warner, and Charter. During his tenure with Metronet, Kyle has pioneered the internal training program known as Metronet University, where field technicians receive hands-on training in a state-of-the-art facility. By fostering a collaborative and customer-focused culture, his leadership has contributed to Metronet's operations team being among the top performing teams of any fiber and home provider in the country. So welcome, Kyle. And for audience, please type in your questions as we go, and I'll work those into our discussion during the Q&A session. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Kyle. All right, Gary, thank you. I want to thank you and, and thank you to the FBA for, for having myself and Metronet um, speak at the breakfast this morning. But look, we're very excited. I'm very excited to, to talk about the progressive training programs we have here at Metronet. Um, it's, been a, it's been a journey. Um, a little bit about Metronet. We can move to the next slide. Look, we are the fastest growing uh, private fiber to the home company in the country. We've had a lot of expansion at Metronet over the last several years. You can, we serve 120 communities across 13 states and growing at a very rapid pace. Um, we are headquartered um, here in Evansville, Indiana, where I am located. Um, but you can see we have numerous operations, buildings, footprints across the entire United States. And we are just excited to see that growth continue for our company. At, at, at Metronet, we have a purpose that drives what we do every single day, and, and that's bringing dreams within reach by connecting people to living, learning, and each other. Um, and to establish that purpose and make sure we drive that purpose, we have promises that we make to our customers, to our fellow associates, and to the company itself. Those are the driving force of what we do. And in, in order to make those promises come to reality, we have pillars, and those pillars are represented in the, in the logo to your right, but it's simplify, satisfy, and personify. We wanna simplify everything we do for the customer, for the associate. We wanna satisfy at a very high level so that we, we separate Metronet from every other provider that's in the marketplace. And when we personify, we're proud to wear the Metronet logo, obviously, within the communities and, and areas that we serve. 
at that foundation and those values, uh, Metronet University was, was formed. Um, we, we formed it to say, how do we accomplish that? How do we make sure that we can go out and live those pillars every day? And I was able to speak to many technicians when I joined the company to say, look, what do you need? What do you need every single day? And it was clear to me, we need more training. We need more training. If we want to, if we want to make fiber and the experience world-class, we just need more training. So we said, how's our training environment today? And it wasn't where we wanted it to be. So we constructed in the summer of 2020, we constructed a full training facility. We built a physical house, an actual complete physical house with a living room, crawl spaces and attics and offices, along with a training room where we could do in-classroom training. Within that training space, it gives them a real world environment, right? They can, they can practice, they can, they can simulate what they're going to be seeing in the field on a, on a daily basis, but at, at the comfort of not doing it in someone's home. They can, they can mess up Metronet University's house, cut holes in the wall that we can replace very easily, but allows them to practice and practice makes perfection, which obviously drives the customer experience. So within that, they're um, setting customer expectations. They can, how do you, how do you greet the customer at the door? How do you, how do you engage with the customer? Um, understanding just the, the, the platform of fiber optics, many of the individuals we hire here have no experience within the industry, whether it's cable or, or fiber. So we can teach them everything about the industry, but safety, safety is the driving fo uh, focus of what we do. And, and so there's a huge safety element as well, but it's absolutely cutting edge. I'm gonna show some pictures throughout the presentation for you guys to have a visual of what this training facility looks like, uh, but we've now trained over 150 to 200 technicians within Metro University. So a couple of key things that we do train, um, obviously this is just some of the pictures. You can see some of the associates that are in class, but terminal fiber routing, splicing, how to hang a proper drop from the pole to the house, installation of the box on the side of the customer's home or commercial business, um, wall fishing, you know, a lot of the new areas we move into with fiber, it's all new, all new wiring throughout the, the building or the residential home. So all of these are physical hand-on training modules that we walk each technician through. Again, this is where I'll kind of walk through some of the photo montage. I think it's so important that everyone here kind of sees what it looks like, but but look at that, that, that it's obviously a, a fake house, uh, but they can, they can literally, how do we put the, how do we put the drop? How do we, how do we mount that box? You can see in the left, making sure that individual technician has the proper uh, safety gear on. He's getting ready to go into that fake crawl space, probably, probably cleaner than most crawl spaces he may go into on a daily basis, but um, it's still going to give him a simulated environment to, to see um, what that job is going to be like every single day and have a trainer that's behind them, guiding them through every aspect of it. You know, and one thing that I'm, I'm probably the most proud of, and I think Metronet is from, from Metronet U, is that the culture that comes out of it. These technicians within these pictures are from all the areas we serve. So they're, they're Lexington Tech can be with a tech from Virginia or, or any other area that we might serve, and they build camaraderie. I have the opportunity as the department leader to speak to every one of these individuals and talk about the success they're going to have at Metronet. And then our president and CEO, our executive team, all of our leaders, um, when they hear that message and they're hands-on with this training, you can imagine the impact it makes within the technician's um, training operation. Just some shots of the inside of the house. These are technicians. How do you put the ONT? How do you do the router? How do you, how do you vacuum up the carpet after you've cut hole in a drywall? We want to leave that house and the customers say when it's over that that was a world-class experience at Metronet. And these individuals can role play this over and over and over before they deploy out to the market. Just, you can see the wall to the left, a lot of holes in that wall. Um, again, you know, have, putting the outlet in over and over, just practice makes perfect. Um, and 
having their safety gear on again is probably priority one. Uh, but when they're done, when they leave that house, we want it to look perfect for the customer. And again, the role plays are absolutely crucial to the success of the training. Look, along with the indoor house, we actually have um, external uh, training as well. So we have an entire pole yard for all the external practicing. So the image to the right, they're in one of our lift systems. So they're up there on on a, on a uh, strand and they're working in a terminal and they're practicing all their safety gear to make sure they're secured within the devices they're operating. Obviously you see that, you know, they can practice, practice, the trainers can walk them through, but can you imagine from us, we can show a technician clearly from the moment you arrive, how we put the drop up all the way inside from the customer experience standpoint. So when they go out to the field and they deploy for the first time, they have the confidence level is night and day from where it was. And then to the left, there's a technician working in a terminal. You know, he's, he's doing the uh, fiber routing there. And, and if that were in a real live uh, environment, he could mess something up. Customers could go down. He can do that over and over and over. And obviously again, practice makes perfect. Just some more images. You know, the one thing that there, I am in the image up to the right, speaking to that new hire class, but just think I, I can obviously go into them and just let them know that, you know, they mean everything to us at Metronet. They're part of our pillars, they're part of what we do. When they know that myself and all of the leadership here is bought into their success, obviously it's gonna drive some of the results we see in reduction in attrition rates. I, we have a video that we created that ties to Metronet University that we can play for new hire associates that they can watch and go, hey, what's the training look like at Metronet? And we have a five minute video that says, this is what it looks like. And you can imagine the reaction is, wow, like you are really investing in these individuals. And they're, they're, they come to Evansville, this is where Metronet University is located. They spend a full week here. And when they graduate, they're certified fiber technicians. And um, you can move to the next slide. I'll, sh I'll show um, a couple more pictures. And, and obviously this is with the, the growth of Metronet comes the growth of Metronet University. This will be the new facility room that they'll be operating out of. Um, we know we're gonna be hiring a lot of individuals. And we hope that when they see this training modules that we have at Metronet U, this is a company and this is a culture and a place they wanna be a part of. With that, we want, we were obviously able to expand Metronet U. This room is state of the art. Um, we are gonna add a couple extra modules. So we have new hire training at Metronet University. In addition, we will have commercial training. So after six months, a new hire will come back. They will complete commercial training. And then after 12 months, they will come back and complete advanced commercial. Everything from HPBX installs to carrier turnups um, to obviously new hires. So we are excited to have three full turnkey modules um, within Metronet University. This is some of my, my favorite parts when I see classes graduate. Um, these are just, you know, the next couple of slides are just groups that have gone through, you know, they're, they're you know, this was a time obviously when COVID was, was an impact in our business a lot, making sure their masks are on, but we're just so proud of all these individuals. Over 200 technicians have now gone through Metronet U, which means that they've got our culture, they've got our pillars, they have our training and they are set up for great success with Metronet and, and long careers. At the end of this, at the end of the training, the last day we present to these technicians, the opportunity to talk about what's their career look like. You know, I don't want them to be a fiber tech one for their entire career. We want them to grow with Metronet. So we were able to create, in my opinion, a world-class career progression program for our technicians. When they're hired in from day one, they start as a fiber tech one. And throughout time in the position and skill set gains and and obviously some KPIs that I'll talk about in a second. When they, when the company grows, they grow. And that's the thing we're the most proud of. So they have an opportunity to grow all the way up to a fiber tech five. 
you know, by then they become soups, managers, directors, vice presidents of Metronet. But they see that clear career path and that foundation of training, foundation of pillars drives this journey for them. And, and what you've seen from us, we've seen great reductions in attrition. We've seen great improvements in hiring. And obviously at the at the core of it, the customer experience scores that we were receiving at Metronet are world-class. And it's because we're sending technicians in these customers' homes and these businesses that know how to take care of the customer because we've taught them and trained them the right way. So we're, we're so excited about this progression plan. I'm excited to say that we've progressed now over 200 technicians have progressed their career over the last two years. And we do this program every quarter. So every quarter we evaluate the performance and, and then process um, future progressions. And obviously that, that drives a long tenure um, up for us. A couple uh, of the key KPIs that drive that progression path for the technician. Look, there's a lot of things we measure within our industry and a lot of things we measure at Metronet. But at the heart of what we do, um, the quality, the on time, making sure we're at customers' houses and businesses on time. Sales is a big part of a growth company like Metronet. You know, so our technicians are commissioned and incentive to sell when they're in the customer's home. I know a lot of door-to-door -door associates would love to get in customers' homes. Well, we're already in there. So we have an opportunity to educate customers on all the great things that we have at Metronet. Productivity, making sure we're getting a lot of customers managed within a, a given period of time. And that we don't come back in our rework. We want to come into that house or that business one time that we never come back. The only time we come back is when they want to add things. And these are the five KPIs that drive the technician scorecard, that drives the career progression, that drives the company. And when the company grows and we're successful, that's what drives this career progression program. The technicians can see their performance on a daily basis. And then obviously when they get to the end of a quarter, they know I'm progressing. I've, I've hit my targets. And I think what I'm most excited about is that I don't assign targets. My team doesn't assign goals to these numbers. We use an RPP approach, which is a relative peer performance. We just look at the average scores of all the technicians on each one of these KPIs. So I tell them they set the targets. They do. Their peers do. So the better we perform, the better they perform, the better the company performs. So we grow together. Look, you can. I know we're getting ready to get the Q&A piece, at least from, from myself as the department leader and what we've done with Metronet University and the career progression programs at Metronet. I, I, I have not seen anything like in the industry, and I think we're just getting started. Our goal is to continue to advance Metronet University. Our goal is to continue to drive our attrition rates to the lowest in the industry. But the more skilled technicians and career paths they have, um, we know that's going to set up for a successful associate. It's going to set up Metronet for future success. And at the end of the day, it's going to hit that purpose that I outlined at the beginning of making sure that we are we are the world-class uh, fiber provider in the country. So, Gary, I'll, I'll turn it back to you. Thank you for the opportunity, and I'll open it up to questions. Kyle, this is great stuff. I really like the fact that you train fishing walls. You know, I, I remember when I was a young guy, and I just got my first house. You know how it is that, you know, it's, you know, like you get your first car, right, where you put the velvet rope around it. You know, so here I had my my house and um i ordered cable service and you know saturday morning these guys come in an old pickup truck they look like they've been out drinking all night they come in with one of these drill bits from like body double and uh i go whoa 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 you're not gonna do that on my hardwood floors and they're like we don't fish walls and they just drilled a big <laughs> hole on my, yep. my floors i mean i was horrified so um it sounds like that you guys uh, really do a good job of making sure that uh, your team represents MetroNet well when you are at with your subscriber. 
Well, Gary, one of the things I think is really neat for us is we, we have a, a survey to the customers and it, it's real time. So when the technician wraps up the job, the customer gets a survey immediately and it just says, hey, how was the technician and are you satisfied? We get real time results within minutes of that survey being taken. That tech may not have been you know, down the road from your house, let's say, Gary. And if that customer does not give us a 5.0, we're back to that home immediately. And we're not going to say, what can we do? What did we miss? What, what, do you, what can we help educate for you? So I'm proud to say we have a 5.0 out of five scale right now, but it's imperative that when we leave, the customer says, I'm excited I have fiber internet. And man, that experience I just had at Metronet is nothing like I've ever had before. Now, when you're looking at your program, do you, you know, so my observation um, from fiber at my house is there's a team that plows the fiber down my street. Um, then there's a team that puts the drop to the side of my house. Maybe uh, they put the ONT inside the house or they might have another team that comes in the house if you have an indoor ONT and then someone that comes in and sets up the gateway. And if you have a mesh, do you guys offer Wi-Fi services and things like that? We, we do, we do. And, and and really, we divide our organization, Gary, into our outside plan, our construction teams, and then really anything that touches the customer. So, you know, our outside plant team will obviously have all of the um, the terminals, our outside plant construction done, and then and our all of our operations teams handle anything from the fulfillment turn up, the drop to the home, the customer experience, the the Wi-Fi installation. To your point, um, we absolutely um, we have a full turnkey approach to that. Yeah. So, so I got a lot of questions here. So. Can you speak about the sources of technician talent that are producing the best technical talent? And are there differences by market in which you operate? Yeah, I, I would say there's two that are really for us. Is any technical schools that we can get in touch with, anyone who wants to get in a trade industry, we try to tap into those from a recruiting standpoint. But probably the most crucial for us is driving our tech referrals. Look, number one, you know, when someone's a happy associate, the more they refer, the better, and then that creates more happy associates. So we, we really try to emphasize our technician referral program to drive applicants. Um, I would say almost 30 to 40% of our, our hires are referrals of current associates in the field. Um, and, and then it allows us to obviously bring in the right talent pool and, and, and train them the proper way. Is there a, a profile that works best? I mean, obviously, it sounds like that your current technicians kind of know what to look for when they invite your yeah. referral. What's the, what's the best profile? Shockingly for us, it's, it's a technician or a, a new hire that has no experience. We love it when we have someone who's, I've never done anything like this before. Sometimes you, if you've done it before, there's some bad habits that we have to break or things that we, Metronet's different or the way we go about it's different than they do at any other MSO. And so when they have no experience, Gary, that's our, our favorite. We can mold that individual to obviously learn the things they're gonna learn at Metronet U, but really to make sure they learn the best practices and the best traits and, and don't learn anything that we don't want them to learn. So no experience is always my preferred uh, new hire. And what about, are you able to recruit a lot of women to join your program? You, you know what, we are absolutely working heavily on it. We, we have women within our field programs. Um, we're expanding that. We're gonna expand that through our partnership with the FBA to make sure that we, 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 we want we want a very diverse, a very top performing um, group and a culture. And so absolutely, Gary, we, we, we hire women and, and we, we welcome that. And, and with partnership with the FBA, we, we plan to increase that even more. Fantastic. Um, what about, do you train fiber network construction skills? 
you know what? I think that will be a new phase that we will add to Metronet U. I think now that we've kind of has the customer experience module stood up, I think you'll see elements of that continue to evolve into Metronet 2.0. As we grow the company, we're obviously going to have to grow modules within uh, Metronet University. And I absolutely think that's a great one that, that we will see be a part of Metronet as we continue to grow Metronet University. Um, so from a, you're a decent performer, how, how long would it take to go from you know, the start of your program to the level five? Yeah, to get to a level five, it, it's going to take them about three to four years, depending on their, their performance with the company, to get to a level five. So what we have is at six months from new hire performance is when a technician is eligible for their first step in their career progression path based on performance, based on time and position. And then there's other modules that come along with that. But anywhere between three to four years, and they get to a level five. By the time they get to a level five, my my goal is that those are leaders within our company. I think what we're finding here is that we're growing so fast. When they get to that three range, they they've done it. They've been out there. They're experienced. Now they're mentors. They're leads. They're suit. And so they kind of get to skip past four and five a lot of times because they're ready to become leaders in the company. And your retention, you must be pretty strong with having a great program like this. It is, it is, it's been a game changer is the way I would describe it. It's, you know, it, you know, again, when the technician says, even if I talked to techs that left, left years ago before mentioning you, they would say, if I just, I just wish I had more training. I mean, it was the common denominator in everything we were doing, you know, and then frustration was set in. So yeah, attrition has dropped off dramatically. Um, and obviously hiring has increased, but it's, they're happy. They feel like they're, they're set up for success and they have the tools to be successful with us now. So yeah, big impact. Well, you got a fan here. So Sal says your training is the best in the industry and he's so proud to be part of the MetroNet culture. But he asked you to explain the where's my tech survey. Yeah, so just from the where's my tech, we obviously send a communication to a customer on every interaction we have before we come. It shows the technician driving to the house with the GPS coordinates, a smiling picture of the technician. Once they get to the home, the customer knows exactly what time the technician arrived through the where's my tech. And then obviously it's like Uber, as soon as the technician is done with the activity, they get a star program and the customer rates the, the technician on a one star to a five star. And our goal is to be a five star technician, which is one of the progression uh, KPIs. Um, and they get that score every day. So at the end of their shift, they know every day, I was a five star tech today. And then how do, how do you, for your customer service, do you have to incentivize the customer? How do you get them to complete those? Yeah, look, it's it, a lot of it's it's via text messaging. So we have a really great opt-in text messaging at the front end when we, we make the sale, but it's not. It's completely up to the customer. But I think what happens, the experience is good, so good that I think when they're done, they want to recognize that individual. They've been that we've been in their home for a few hours, right? Getting everything done. And I think at the end when they go, Wow, I'm happy this gentleman did a great job or this associate did a great job. They, they want to give a survey to the, to the technician and thank them for what they did. And the comments are my favorite. They just praise that they not only did they give them a five star, but they write like we love this this individual. They treated our house with respect. Um, we will recommend Metronet to all of our friends and family. I love seeing those comments. We got a, a ton of questions here, but I'm just going to give you two last ones together. So it's, you know, how do techs receive dispatch, complete their work in your company, phones, tablets, computers? Is there a system that also interacts with the company systems like your cable plant records? And then also do your techs use, uh, do TDR, OD, OTDR testing? 
Yeah, so I would answer, I'll answer the OTDR first. They absolutely do. We use OTT, OTDR from our HUD site, so we, they're trained on it. Again, you'll see level four, level five techs um, do an OTDR performance. We won't see that from our, our level ones, probably to level three technicians. And then from a, a standpoint of, of uh, the technician and, and what, they're, what they're doing in the field, it's, um, they're, they're absolutely um, focused on it and driving the performance of the customer experience and, and, uh, and, and moving, it, moving it through the progression path. Fantastic. Well, Kyle, I appreciate it. Hopefully you can hit some of these other questions after the fact, but I just really appreciate you sharing your training experience and best practices today with our audience. That sounds great. It was my um, so thanks everyone for joining us today and look forward to getting back together next Wednesday. We'll be discussing how Tennessee plans economic transformation to broadband infrastructure with our good friend Taylor Beatty from Tennessee State Broadband Office. And you're not going to want to miss that. So we're going to see you again next Wednesday. Thanks all.